This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the preview podcast on the Blood Red channel to get the lowdown on the team standing in Liverpool's way of reopening a five-point lead at the top of the Premier League table. Manchester City's win over Arsenal means the Reds' advantage has been cut to two points going into tonight's match at West Ham. But judging by West Ham's recent form and by the recent history between the sides, you would back Liverpool to come out on top tonight. The Hammers were well beaten at Wolves in the week, have lost each of their last three matches, have major injury problems and have conceded four goals in each of their last four games with the Reds. That said, there was still an improved atmosphere at the London Stadium and they've shown already this season that they can beat and be a match for the top six. So to learn more about Manuel Pellegrini's side, I spoke to Sam Incasol, who covers his boyhood club for the Football.London website. I hope you like our chat and we'll be back after the match with the post-game podcast. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, hi Sam, thank you very much for joining me to look ahead to West Ham versus Liverpool at the London Stadium on Monday night. You okay, mate? Yeah, 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 all good. Um, I'm not sure if I'm looking forward to the game on Monday, but um, yeah, I'm not passionate. <laughs> we will get into that in a second but as I said to you before we started recording it doesn't seem like five minutes ago that we were speaking uh, before the game between the sides on the opening day of the season we all know what happened that uh, that afternoon at Anfield Liverpool ran out easy winners and West Ham to be fair looked very much like a team that had gone through a, a massive overhaul in the summer which I remember you telling me was exactly what you, you kind of fear would happen but how, how things gone since then for West Ham? It's been very up and down. Um, obviously, that first game of the season was uh, there was defeat, and then the three more followed that straight away. Uh, and there was a re- they were really struggling at the start of the season. But then uh, the next trip to Merseyside, when they played Everton in September, went and won three one, uh, and then things picked up from there. Um, what we've seen with West Ham this season, though, is just a real inconsistency in form. They do well against the big teams. Um, they've got taken points off of Chelsea. Uh, Arsenal, Manchester United this season uh, and Spurs as well uh, but then they can go and lose to Burnley uh, only managed to draw at Huddersfield, lost down at Bournemouth uh, drew with Leicester and so they seem to struggle against those mid to lower to, uh, lower tier teams lost to Watford as well at home so you never really know what uh, what West Ham team is going to turn up at, at any time um, in December they won four games in a row and in January, they've lost four away games in a row. So, I mean, that, that tells its own story. They need to find some consistency. What are the kind of underlying reasons behind this recent inconsistency? Because as you said, they've won four games in a row in December, looked really good. And then what's happened the last few weeks, a couple of defeats in the league and obviously that cup defeat that everyone would have seen uh, against AFC Wimbledon. What's, what's happening there? I mean, there's a multitude of things. I mean, you, you mentioned the four-game uh, unbeaten, uh, sorry, the four-game winning streak. Uh, they were against mediocre teams that they that West Ham were expected to win that that was uh, you like you like to Fulham and they were really struggling um, for example and Crystal Palace as well when they were when they weren't really going very well so they, West Ham were expected to win those games and they did um, whether it was down to individual pieces of brilliance which is when Felipe Anderson really hit form um, especially down at Southampton was another one of those games on uh, after Boxing Day so whether it was a, a more of a collective effort or whether it was just down to moments of individual excellence is up for debate um, the injury situation uh, in East London is borderline horrendous uh, there's nine first team players out at the moment wow. and none of them are, are short term injuries They're all, most of them are long term uh, so Pellegrini's had to choose between 15, 16 players really of a match day. There was one, I think it was, I can't remember which game it was, but um, they only named, only named five substitutes. 
because there wasn't enough players. Wow. Um, so, I mean, yeah, when you've got 14 games across December and January in that, in that hectic period, unable to rotate the squad, you've got Pablo Zabaleta, who's 33, playing at right back, for example, and uh, Felipe Anderson's played every single game so far this uh, this season. It's a Diop's only missed two uh, in all competitions. This is as well. So uh, the players, understandably, are, are out on their feet at the moment. Uh, they're, they're exhausted, and uh, thankfully the, the hectic schedule has uh, has kind of calmed a little bit. But yeah, that's been. I think that's one of the main the main contributing factors to it is just yeah lack of players. Has the uh, Marco and Outerich saga helped a lot? You know, for looking from the outside, he was going to China. He looked like he was waving goodbye when he came off as uh, to be subbed that time. Then he signed a new contract. <laughs> it seems to be <laughs> seems to be typical of West Ham season. That looks an up and down situation. Which was perfectly timed after losing four two at AFC Wimbledon. They decided <laughs> to announce it. I think they planned on maybe winning that game four one and then announcing it. And uh, yeah, that completely backfired. Uh, but that's that's a whole different story. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I. I don't think you, you can't say it hasn't affected the squad um, and Mikel Antonio went on uh, on TV on, on Sky Sports and said look we all know he's going eventually he didn't uh, he didn't he didn't leave Papa Zabaleta even in midweek after the defeat at Wolves said it affected the team and, they, and, and it does it because if, if, if someone's not pulling their weight he's an influential player uh, in the squad and in the team and was arguably one of their best if not their best player that's available at the moment suddenly isn't available for a couple of games because his head's not in the right place that's bound to have an effect on on their on his teammates um so no it, it really hasn't helped and i think the main the main issue is is that on out of grandstanding for for yes he had a good six months last season but what else has he done mm-hmm. why is he why is he grandstanding in this way and acting like he's the big dog where whereas yeah he's had half a good season under David Moyes when he played centre forward scored a few goals this season but has he does he really warrant um, all this all the, this attitude that he's got he just seems to be more problem than it's worth so but thankfully it's now sorted but he is injured now which <laughs> <laughs> is always bound to happen wasn't it he's a he's going to be tested ahead of the Liverpool game this weekend but I'd be very surprised that's right on Monday but I'd be very surprised if he makes it. Yeah, that Wolves game, I watched the uh, highlights of Match Today on, on Wednesday night, and in the second half, it was like the Alamo. I was wondering when a Wolves was going to score. They had enough chances uh, before that, and then Anoutovic went off. It just seemed a really bad night for West Ham. It has, yeah, it was, and it's, that, that's four away games in a row that they've, that they've lost now um, in all competitions. So that was at, at Burnley and in the Cup and, and, and at Wolves as well. So, yeah, it was, it was carnage. In all honesty, on uh, on Tuesday night, um, the defence has been has been poor since they lost Fabian Balbuena, who actually made his debut at, uh, at Anfield, um, first game of the season, and looked a bit ropey then. But since then, he's been he's been fantastic. But he's been injured for the last six weeks or so with a knee problem, and he's out for another month at least. And they've really missed him badly, not just in terms of his own form, which was good. Um, but, the ter- but for the form of Issa Diop as well who has been alongside him they were a very good partnership and now Angelo Bon has come in who's not the same player that he once was and the defence has looked very shaky and very leaky back to that first four games of the season when they shipped 10 goals and lost all, ga- all their games so yeah it was certainly going to be interesting on uh, on Monday night if uh, if Liverpool's fearsome front 
three can get anything going, then it, there could be a cricket score if they're not careful. Oof. Let's try and be positive for West Ham. You mentioned <laughs> try and keep keep your spirits up. Felipe Anderson, uh, particularly in that good run you you had before Christmas, looks some player. Is that is that fair enough to say? Yeah, he, yeah, he looked really good uh, back end of the back end of 2018, um, and then kind of towards the towards, towards the end of 2018, and a little bit before that. So after after a slow start, he found his feet. Um, he's gone off. He's gone a bit off the boil recently, but then again, the whole team has been. Um, also, though, he, he's the only one that's really looked like that can actually produce any real moments of quality uh, in in the team over over the last few weeks, pretty since the start of, the, of this new year. Um, He's going to be key still to, to any success West Ham are going to have, especially if Arnautovic is out on Monday night. But he is a game changer. He is a player that can make a difference. And especially as we don't know who's going to be playing right back for Liverpool, we assume that will be James Milner because uh, I believe Trent Alexander-Arnold's out. Yeah, game. he's still struggling. Yeah. Uh, Philippe Anderson up against James Milner, potentially, or Jordan Henderson. Whoever plays at right back, he should be licking his lips because he, he could have the beating of him. So if there is one key area... I think that could sway the game on on Monday. Obviously, apart from Liverpool's front three, uh, it will be that down West Ham's left, Liverpool's Liverpool's right, um, with, with Anderson because he should be licking his lips at the prospect of coming up against Milner or Henderson. Yeah, you mentioned Anderson there. Declan Rice is a good young player. You've got Arnautovic. There's, there seems to be a lot of quality in the squad, but it does appear, following your stuff, certainly yesterday, they they may have been looking to get another striker in on deadline day. Uh, why was that? Was it just because of the injuries, or is that something longer term they're looking for a forward? Well, I think it was it was kind of looking towards a more longer term thing because Lucas Perez is not really pulled up any trees um, then again he's also not really been given much of a chance but then you can make your own mind up as to why he's not been given much of a chance um, the club were looking to offload him this summer uh, Andy Carroll uh, sorry this winter uh, Andy Carroll his contract's out in the summer and is devoid of confidence um, obviously a former Liverpool player yeah. might, want, might, might want to get on the, on against the, against them on Monday but we'll see um, and then you've got Arnautovic who clearly wanted to leave in January, um, didn't eventually didn't. Javier Hernandez has not been happy for some time, so maybe it was, I think he was looking ahead to to the summer um, with a complete squad. I bet there's going to be an overhaul of the striking department, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, there was there, there was a lot of move. There was a lot of talk of moves, but but nothing really happened. I think Premier League clubs have wised up to the January window, haven't they? Yeah, How, definitely. You're not you're not going to pay over the odds for mediocre to average players just because just because you think you might need to, to, to fill in a position if you can stick with what you've got then you'll stick with what you've got and that's what uh, and that's what Pellegrini did Liverpool also kept their powder dry and it, mm. it came a couple of days but everything's going well why, why add to the squad I suppose the argument would be there but that said they did drop points to a team outside the top five for the first time this season uh, in midweek when they drew with Leicester uh, it, which shows how remarkably consistent they've been but you know does that give West Ham a little bit of hope that you know in the last few weeks they've just edged past Palace and then against Leicester to be fair did not play well I think it does yeah it absolutely does uh, well I think the, conf- the, the confidence the, especially at home as well uh, with playing against the top four top six sides West Ham have done well um, they only narrowly lost to Spurs at home uh, in the league and they're the only ones that have um, of the top four that have come to East London so, well, so far uh, sorry of the top six so far that have come to East London and won so uh, beat, beat Chelsea there beat Chelsea at home beat Manchester United at home as well and beat Arsenal at home 
So the confidence is certainly there. We know that they can turn up on the big occasion when they need to. Um, I'm not. I think that a midweek fixture might not have helped um, last week because would, uh, more, a bit more rest for the for the absolutely exhausted squad would have been a miss. But then again, Liverpool are in the same boat. So I mean, whether you can use that as an excuse or not, I don't think you can. Uh, but they certainly do have. Um, previous against the big clubs and uh, Liverpool as you rightly say looked a little bit nervy in the week um, maybe the pressure starting to get to them a little bit and if Manchester City win this weekend the gap will be close to two points by the time Liverpool comes down on Monday night so there'll be a, there'll be a fair bit of pressure on there if, uh, if, if City get a result You mentioned the good home record and the good results against the big boys there is the atmosphere just generally better at the football that London uh, fo- football that London that's who you work for the, the, <laughs> well, yeah. we've got. well I tell you what if we start sponsoring that stadium we've done well for ourselves <laughs> haven't we yeah. Uh, no yeah, the, the the London stadium I should say mate is it better because everyone could see in the last couple of you know certainly that season against the Burnley game which was infamous you know is, are things better down there now they are um, it's not perfect by any stretch but um if you're served a better product, then invariably you have a you get a better response. And West Ham over the last couple of years had to deal with the David Moyes football, which while it was effective as it as it kept them up in the Premier League, it wasn't pretty to watch. Um, Slaven Bilic the same. Uh, it just wasn't good football to to look at. It wasn't aesthetically pleasing. And if you're not being served something that's entertaining, then you might then you'll end up getting people on your back. Now Pellegrini's come in. They've signed players like Philippe Anderson. They've seen Declan Rice coming through. Uh, Andre Armalenko before he got injured. He's an exciting player. On Altovic, when he wasn't having having a strop and, and demanding to leave, was box office and you know, arguably still is box office. So when you serve something better to watch, invariably the reaction is better, and it has and the form has picked up at home this season. So that's another good thing heading into the heading into Monday night's game is that. Um, especially with the away struggles that West Ham have had since the start of 2019 that they are back at home and they can put on a performance for the fans again I remember I think it was the season before last wasn't it when uh, Tottenham come to uh, to West Ham I think was it a Monday night as well when they were right in the title race and they lost 1-0 you know when yeah when, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Samuel yeah. Lanzini scored a wheel late on and about, about 10 minutes to go yeah yeah it was really intense atmosphere I know Tottenham are one of the bit of rivals but do you think it could be a bit like that on, on Monday night against Liverpool do you reckon it would be really rocking the stadium I think it will be actually. I think there will be a good atmosphere because not only is one of the best teams in the country, well, on paper, the best team in the country coming to town as well, but into London on Monday night under the lights might be a bit cold. Well, it will be a bit cold, so they might want to warm themselves up by shouting a bit more. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think there will be a, there will be a decent atmosphere, and we ha- and as I just previously said, the fact that West Ham have played well against the big teams this year um, may well help. The, the supporters get behind them, get behind them a little bit more. If Liverpool get an early goal, well, then that might then that might change things. And every time they've come to Stratford, they've scored four goals so far. Um, I think they've scored four in the last four, four games, games isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Every 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 game they've scored four goals. Can't see that happening this time round. I think it might only be maybe three. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So so, but yeah, it, it, it should it should be a good atmosphere. It certainly will be better than uh, when Liverpool fans last came down uh, to to uh, to Stratford in, in terms of the home support. Definitely. Before I ask you the final obvious question, your verdict for the game, uh, have you been impressed by Liverpool this season? I know you you fancied them to be right up there at the start of the season when we spoke, but have uh, have you been in, uh, surprised by just how good they've been? Uh, yes, I have. Um, I, I'm surprised how good they, how even how better they have actually been than I thought they would be. Uh, I knew as, 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 as we spoke at the start of the season. Yeah, I said that they'd be right up there and they'd really challenge. I still thought City would win the league. 
but I think Liverpool's consistency has just been fantastic. Um, and then you think the only real damaging defeat was, was that what was that one two City, and they were in that they were very much in that game. <laughs> didn't exactly get walked over no, there. No, not at all. So um, yeah, either there they've been brilliant. I, I said I remember speaking to you at the start of the season said Virgil Van Dijk will be will be the bit will be brilliant this season, and he has been. Uh, if, with Alexander Arnold out. I'm not sure how long he's going to be out for. I'm sure you can probably put me right on that. But I mean, he won't could be. injuries potentially take their toll? Yeah, well, it's really struggling at the back at the moment. That's that's yeah. to be sure. And I think even Van Dijk felt under the weather on Wednesday. He was talking of him being ill in the days leading up to it. So they are struggling at the back, to be fair. Yeah, so so it'll be a real test of uh, of of Klopp's of Klopp's squad and his squad management. I think over the next few weeks, but they've got through the busy, hectic, uh, festive period. Still on, still on top of the tree. Um, so I. Do I can I, I can still I can see them um, staying staying where they are and uh, and winning the league this season and I think if they did that then they certainly would deserve it. Final one then. Even if you've uh, tipped them to win the league, will they win on Monday night against West Ham? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to say no uh, and be and be positive, but I I honestly can't see anything other than a Liverpool win uh, in, in in this one. I don't think it, I don't think they'll score four. Um, so they might maybe maybe two or three, and I do think West Ham will get a goal as well. So I, I think it might be a closer game than maybe I even thought um, uh, earlier this week. Um, so yeah, I, I, I still think Liverpool will probably run out. Uh, let's, let's go like a three a three one win or something like that. West Ham will try and make it close, but Liverpool will just be too good. Well, from a Liverpool perspective, I'm sure everyone listening to that will hope so. But uh, from a West Ham, we'll have to see. Mate, thanks very much for joining us. Enjoy the rest of the season and, and enjoy Monday night as much as you can. I'll certainly try to, mate. Cheers. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.